0: Did you know that the NCAA Division II has an RPI for track and something similar being developed for cross country? Yeah, exactly like what you're thinking. Like what they have for basketball teams to determine the 68 teams these days that enter the NCAA basketball tournament in March. Now, it's not used yet, and it's really kind of a fun thing to see how you stack up against each other or how to compare teams that aren't racing directly head-to-head. It plays no role in what teams or individuals get to a national championship, but it could, and that's why it's being worked on. Today we're going to look at the 2019 Trevecca Trojans cross-country schedule, talk a little bit about what it takes to get a team to the national championship, even let you in on the fact that you don't have to race a team directly to beat them, and all the other little nuts and bolts on this episode of Tracking the Trojans. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for the second episode of Tracking the Trojans. We had some great feedback from last week's podcast, and one of your questions was, when will we start hearing from other people? Didn't realize I was so boring on my own, but but I hear you. Our next episode, to answer that question, will feature guest Austin Woods a super senior, discussing with me our 2019 men's roster, giving us some insights about himself and about his teammates, and I'm crossing my fingers for some really good stories uh, from his time with these guys on the team and what he's looking forward to about this year with them. We have alumni Logan Rogers, Ben Maroney, Caroline Hampton, all set up to join us at some point. We even have Anthony Reeves, who's agreed to come on and talk to us about his buildup to the Chicago Marathon which we're excited about for him. And we'll probably even talk to him about it on the other side of the race, just to hear what it was like for him. But for today, he's got me, I think he can make it, talking about this year's schedule. Now, when we talk about this year's schedule, we've got to talk about national championship qualification, because at the end of the day, that's what every team is looking to do. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm working through a cold this week. To qualify for the national championship, you have to look at the eight regions of the NCAA. Each of those eight regions run a championship all on the same day. And from those championships, the top three teams in each gender make it to the national championship. That gives you 24 teams. It's a 34-team field. I'm going to explain to you how those other 10 get in to the national championship by the way we look at our schedule. Schedule starts rolling on September 7th at the University of North Alabama Invitational, its inaugural year in Florence, Alabama. Excited to go to this race? There's going to be a hodgepodge of teams Division I, II, III, NAIA. It'll be a good test for some of our younger athletes who've never run an 8K before. We'll get them out there to get experienced with the distance. Now, it isn't necessarily normal for a lot of races to run 8K this early, so it's not like we're going to go out there looking to put the pedal to the metal and bring home glory. Because, with regards to national championships, it's still another two weeks before the races start counting as far as head-to-head is concerned. But we use these races as tune-ups and prep work to be ready to go and to see where our athletes are at preparation-wise. The women will race 5K, which is the standard distance they'll race through much of the year, except for when they race the championship distance of 6K, which some races throw in and some races don't. It's really up to the meet director. September 13th, our second meet, will go to the Sedgmuller Classic in Evansville, Indiana. And the importance of this meet is that this is where our NCAA regional will be hosted. Probably run most of the team at this, but this is a great chance for our athletes to preview where they're gonna to have to come out and really perform in November. Helps them build mental imagery. And in our sport, mental imagery is so vital. So this will be a chance for them to get a little experience and hopefully a little confidence on the course. Now, starting the third week of September is when head-to-head victories against other teams begin to really count. In addition, wins against teams that you didn't even race. That's the magic of Division II and cross-country. You can get wins against teams that you didn't see all year long. Let me explain. So, September 28th, we'll host the Treveka Division II Showcase. Our fourth time hosting this race, fifth race that we've hosted on the Vaughn's Gap course. We're excited about it. Some of the teams coming to this meet are Southern Indiana, regular national championship qualifier. And not just a qualifier, but a top 10 finisher a lot of the times. UNC Pembroke, qualifier for the national championship last year. The University of Charleston, coached by my good friend Nick Bias, won the Atlantic region last year and finished 15th at nationals after having not even made the meet the year before. And additionally, we'll have University of Colorado, Colorado Springs joining us, who also qualified for the national championship. So let me set up this scenario. Say Trevecca, and we have a shot at this. We have a great team, both on the men's and women's side. Say Trevecca has a great day and beats University of Charleston, the odds-on favorite to win the Atlantic this year. Charleston goes and wins the Atlantic, and Trevecca finishes sixth at our regional in November. After the first three teams from each region, you compare all the teams behind them, the fourth, fifth, and sixth, and how their schedules throughout the year compare to each other. How many teams did Treveca beat that another team in sixth place didn't beat? Those are those second-tier victories. What's a second-tier victory? Well, think about it this way. Our next meet after our home meet on October 12th is the Lewis Crossover Invitational. Now, this race is so intense because so many regions are represented. A lot of who can go to the national championship as far as those 31st, 32nd, 33rd, 34th teams can get decided at this meet. In fact, I've heard it from a very high-level Division II coach that he is more nervous at this event than he is at national championship events. It's a big deal. So, going with the Trevecca beating Charleston, and then we go to Lewis and say Lewis beats us. Now, Lewis won't see Charleston all year. But if Lewis beats us and we beat Charleston, then Lewis gains a win over Charleston. And if it comes down to the regional meet and, say, Trevecca finishes fifth, Lewis finishes sixth, well, that creates a scenario where Lewis can push us as well as every other team in front of us, the fourth place team as well, into the national championship, getting the Midwest six bids into the national championship, which does typically happen. The Midwest is a very tough region. Now, there's all kinds of different scenarios about who beats who and then goes on and beats someone else and someone else beats them. But I say all of this to point to the fact that every race after that third weekend is vital. Every win is important. Who you beat matters. Who they go on to race matters. That's why when creating a schedule, teams really should look at how they can go other places. (coughs) Excuse that cold. Because what they do throughout the regular season could make up for a rough day at the regional championship. Now, after we go to Lewis, we'll go to the GMAC Championships, which are being hosted by Ursuline College up in Pepper Pike, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. It's gonna be late October. It's probably gonna be real cross-country. Could be wet, could be rainy, could be snowy, could be windy, could be cold, could be all at the same time. We love going to this race. Our conference is very deep. Teams like Hillsdale, Malone, Walsh, they also make it into the national championships regularly. Cedarville as well. We have a deep conference, and we're really looking to go up there and run hard and place higher than we ever have. We had a better year last year than we had the year before after conference expansion, which really made everyone have to up their game. So we're excited to go up there and see what we can do. The men will race 8K, the women will race 6K. But the biggest part about this meet, besides finishing high up in the conference, is determining our regional teams. The top seven for both our men and our women at the Great Midwest Championships will be the ones who race at the regional. You can only race seven men and seven women at the NCAA meet. It works the same for the national championship. So the athletes themselves have a lot on the line at the GMAC Championships. One of the good things about the GMAC is we can race our entire teams. We're not limited. So everybody gets an equal shot at trying to make that regional team. On November 9th, we will give it our shot at getting to the national championship. We've gotten an individual there in the past, and the goal is to get more individuals there, but to additionally get the team there. And let's face it who wouldn't want to go out to California in November? It's cold here in November. It's warmer in Sacramento, California. And let's face it, a national championship is a great thing to talk about over Thanksgiving dinner, the week after you've run. So that's our goal. We want to be out there. We want to take our teams out there. And that's what the whole season is working towards. That's what every team is working towards. How do we get to the national championship? How do we have our athletes ready to race on the days that are most important? How do we beat the teams from other regions that are going to go and notch wins against other teams? There is no unimportant race, whether it's developmental, whether it's seeing where the team is at, or if it's to beat another team to try and get yourself into the national championship. We're really excited about the schedule this year. It's going to be a good one. We're going to race some great teams. We're going to get to travel to Chicago, to Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be a good time for the athletes as well. And you guys that are listening to us are going to be along for the ride. We do appreciate everybody who's listening. Our next podcast will be looking at the men's team for 2019 with Austin Woods joining us. Look for it later this week, possibly early next week. And remember, please share this with other people. Share it with your former high school teammates. Share it with your former high school coach. Believe me, they want to know how you're doing and what you're up to. If you're a student here at Trevecca, share it with other students. If you're alumni, share it with other alum. If you're just another follower following a team that runs collegiate cross country, share it with your friends. Listen to this in traffic. Listen to this while you go for a walk. Follow us. We're creating a narrative for this season. We have a great group of athletes, and they're going to do great things. Get to know them with us. Journey with him and look forward to this season. We're so happy to bring everybody along. Talk to you next time.